Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD. And that includes me. I've been at this for a while and I'm still learning new things. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together and let's jump in. Today we're going to talk about ADHD and time sense, judging time. Now, for most of you that have ADHD or love someone with ADHD, you know this is a big jam up for a lot of us, myself included. And it jams us up in more than one way. First of all, and this I run into all of the time with myself, with my clients, one of the biggest ways this jams us up is that we don't judge the amount of time that things take. And we end up with these crazy lists, these crazy expectations about what we're going to get done in a day. And we usually can't get a fraction of that done in the day. We don't remember all the things we have done. We don't remember how we've spent our time. And we just have this list that's got so much left and we just feel cruddy. We don't feel like we've accomplished much, whether or not we have, because we are not judging how we spend our time, how long things take, and we always have this feeling of like catching up and scrambling. One of the things that I do with almost all of my clients right off, or, or if it applies to them, is we take a look at it how they judge time. We almost make it a game. Okay, this is what you want to get done. How long do you think each task will take? And people are amazed. I'm amazed still at something that I'm going to say, okay, I can get this done in an hour. And maybe it takes three hours. So this is one way that our misjudging of time does not help us. It makes us feel bad. We don't plan well. We don't anticipate the time that something takes. But there's also the flip side of this. There's a task that we're just dreading. Like I had an IRS related task not long ago that was just, I wasn't in trouble, but it was going to be a lot of steps. I already knew I'm going to be on the phone, not knowing what to ask. People are going to be helping me who don't know the answers. This is going to be an unfun, long task that's probably not going to be an easy resolution. And this thing stayed on my things to do for months. I mean, literal months that I was just like, I've got to do this thing. And it hung on me and it took my energy dragging this task along with me. And if you had asked me, how long will this take? I probably would have told you half a day. And in reality, it was a really cruddy task. It was still just as bad as I thought, but the amount of time it took was nowhere near what I thought it would take. It in total, and this this included having to go to the bank a couple times, being on hold with the IRS, probably in total it was no more than two hours, maybe an hour and a half. But this task took so much more than that from me because it just carried over as a shadow of things to do. And that happens to people with ADHD all the time. We misjudge something that we think is going to take a ton of time. And so we get overwhelmed and we shut down. We don't even do the first step because it's like, well, why do the first step? This is just going to be a disaster. And so it's going to take us so long. It's going to be such a drag. We don't even do it. It shuts us down. And it actually 
takes our energy. And a lot of my work with people when managing ADHD is managing energy because man, we burn it all over the place. We burn it in different directions and, and kind of harnessing that and helping us use the energy that we have for what we want to use it for is huge for ADHD brains. There's a third way we get jammed up with judging time. This is definitely me is we don't anticipate the, the accumulation of time all the little tiny tasks that add up to be a significant amount of time. It, let's say you're leaving for work and you know because of your commute, you've got to be on the road at 8.30. And so whatever a lot of us are doing, we are doing something until 8.30. I'm finishing up this report or I'm just going to run one more load of laundry or something or I'm just hanging out on my phone. Whatever we're doing, we're doing something to the point that we have to leave. But we're not factoring in all of the little tiny tasks like, oh, I got to get my socks and shoes. I have to find my keys. I got to get my phone. I've got to put the stuff back in the refrigerator right before I leave or take my lunch right out right before I leave. All these little tiny things that we are not factoring in because we're leaving at 8.30 and so we're thinking 8.30. If you have kids, you can double this, you can triple this. Now, if you have kids with ADHD, you can quadruple this. It's definitely, you're trying to find shoes, you're trying to find bags, really add up to be quite a lot of time. Then by the time you leave, maybe you're late by 15 minutes. If you're around here in like the Atlanta area, 15 minutes later could mean you're driving for 20 more minutes. So by that time, this traffic is 20 minutes worse at that point. So at that time, you're actually 30 minutes behind to getting to work. And you kind of don't know why that happened because you were, you were going to leave at 830. You didn't do something different at 830, but you weren't ready to walk out the door at 830. So what do we do? Are we hopeless? Are we never going to be able to judge time well? I don't know, maybe, but we can compensate for it, right? We can know this is a shortcoming for us and compensate for it. And I personally believe that some of the compensations that you use do help you judge time better. That's been my experience. So I do think we're not hopeless, but... Even if there there are some areas with ADHD that I, I'm not getting better in, I just compensate for. So if, if time is one of those for you, there's things you can do. One of the things I almost always do with people that are struggling with time is what I mentioned before. Take your list of things to do and we say, let's guess, let's guess how much time each thing requires. And so then we have a sense of how are you actually spending your time? Another feel-good way that I use to work on this is doing what I call a ta-da list. This means at the end of the day, you write down what you actually accomplished, not a to-do. It's like, yay, ta-da. So you're writing down, I know my kids think that's really cringy, but whatever. It, it makes me happy. So you're writing down the things that you have done. And in doing that, you're giving yourself credit for the way you spent your time. Oh yeah, that phone call with that teacher took 30 minutes. Hooray, that's done. I got that done. And you give yourself a little bit of that dopamine burst of satisfaction because you've completed a task, which can be pretty important for us because a lot of us have memory, working memory issues, and we don't necessarily know how we spent our time. So being conscious of that and actually giving yourself credit for that is fantastic and it gives you the ability to appreciate that I did get some things done that I have used my time well in some places this day. I have another strategy that I actually have borrowed from my OT days, my occupational therapy days. I used to use a visual timer with a lot of my children. And this timer, kind of the same way counting on your fingers gives you like a physical representation of numbers that helps people get that concept, internalize the sense of a number. These visual timers help us 
internalize a sense of time. And you can get them on Amazon or really several places now. They used to be something you had to get at the therapy store. I use them for myself, my kids use them, who are older kids, and it gives us a good visual representation of time so we can kind of feel time. So a visual timer like I'm describing, it looks like a kitchen timer, but there's a red dial so you can see time elapse and you can actually see part, a fraction of a pie as time elapses. And it's amazing how that can give you this sense of like, oh, I'm just about needing to wrap up or, or, oh, great, I have plenty of time to complete this when we don't necessarily internalize that with, with our brains normally. Sometimes we'll even race the clock or, you know, have this timer set for a certain amount of time and, and even see if we, how close can we get to what we judged it would take. So visual timers, it's another way that you can give yourself a sense of time if it's just not an intuitive thing for you. So in wrapping up, yeah, time's an issue for us, most of us, but it doesn't mean there's not things that we can do. We can work with things that we know aren't strengths for us and it can actually help improve these skills. I'm not saying we're going to be the like set your watch by me kind of people, but I mean, maybe you will be, I don't know, but there are ways that we can bridge the gap and help compensate for this thing that jams us up. In doing that, we're going to improve our own sense of time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you like this, if it was helpful, please pass the podcast along, let people know about it, like it, subscribe to it, help me get the information out, information I would have loved to have had a long time ago, but I have it now, so help me get it out to other people, and I appreciate you joining me, and see you next week. Thank you.